This is Channel 253. In this episode of What Say You? Do you not understand that the flag, the Star Spangled Banner, Pledge of Allegiance, racist? Well, I'm not even going to go there. Let me finish my newsflash. All right. White people, do you not understand? That it does not mean the same people, the same thing to black people as it does to you. Mm. What well, we got to pledge of allegiance for? And allegiance to what? Did you know Channel 253 is member supported? I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I hope you will show your support by going to channel253.com slash membership and join. Thank you. What say you? Real sisters. Real talk. say you down-to-earth conversations between sisters about life work family and the pursuit of an anti-racist community hi i'm audrey and i'm melanie what What say say you oh sister sister how are you today oh wow audrey louise cunningham i see you in person i know it's been a while yes why has it always been a while what's what's wrong with us because we're still easing in and out of do we want to be in person or do we not be in person but we for we just miss doug so we said we're gonna come in hey doug hey doug hello ladies it's always good to see you favoritist producer. We have fun. Um, To answer your question, thank you for asking. I'm great. And I just came back from vacation. So, girl, you just, I know you just came back from M.I. Cricket letter, cricket letter, I, cricket letter, cricket letter, I, hump back, hump back, I. How was it? Listeners, does anybody know what we we mean by that? Do you know what we mean? That went by so fast. I have have no idea. Okay, let's say it again. Okay. M I cricket letter cricket letter I cricket letter cricket letter I hump back hump back I. It's got to be Mississippi. It's the only That's thing with it. that many eyes. That's Mississippi. Yes, <laughs> Mississippi. Yes. I went to Jackson, Mississippi. Girl, to, what's in Jackson, Mississippi? My dear friend Felicia. You know Felicia Phillips. You got a, you got that friend that says, listen. First of all, you haven't come to visit me in a long time. But second of all, I'm feeling your spirit and your energy right now. You need to rest. So Mm -hmm. you come on down to Jackson, Mississippi, and you unplug, period, because it just looks like you got a lot of stuff going on, and you need to sort it out, and I'm here to help. So. That's pretty cool. It was that's it's really, really nice. cool to have. The, so that's what I did. I you know I got a lot going on. So um I had to do that cuz listeners when you reach capacity, you know when there is nothing else to go that can fit in your plate, you have got to make choices mm-hmm. and that's where I'm at. I mean, I got so much going on right now that um I had to make some choices, and so she forced me to sit down and be still and make some choices so yeah. that I can be efficient. Well, Ooh. I'm so—look, real talk, mm-hmm. I am so glad that you back. Oh, thank from you, From Jackson, Mississippi. Yes. Because, I mean, that's going to kind of play into what—I'm going to weave that into what to we're going to talk, talk about, about today. today. But before you get there, how are you? Oh, I'm well. I am well. Um— I I have it I don't have on my plate all the things that you have on yours. I do have things you on have my stuff plate. To do. Uh-huh. And I've been doing pretty good. 
actually, mm-hmm. especially um, spiritually, I'm full. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I mm-hmm. got that. Mm-hmm. And that's really the only thing that keeps me sane. Mm-hmm. And then emotionally, mm. I'm I'm up, still kind of up and down, mm-hmm. uh, but mostly up mm-hmm. because I go back to my to my center, God, when I have those those downs or try yep. to get down. Now I don't get all the way down. I just I feel myself slipping, and I'm like, okay, girl, look, yeah, what is, what is all this nonsense going on in your head, right? And in let, your head, and let's 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 give it to him and talk to him about it, and then I come back to center. But yeah, yeah I'm good. I'm good, girl. And I know we had talked about um, making this episode all about uh, good white people because we had talked about this a while back, <clears throat> and the I think when we were talking about it you know, good white people, what does that mean? It was, hey, we spent a lot of time, anybody who's listened to this podcast, even one time, you're going to hear, you are going to hear us real talk about our experiences as uh, black people and uh, black women in America. You're going to hear us talk about white people. And when I say talk about, it's not us uh, gossiping or putting a spin. Throwing shade. uh, Throwing shade. It's just about how white people influence the day-to-day world and impact us, uh, other black and brown people, historically, now and all of that. Yeah, it's real talk. We're real sisters, real talk. And it's really like you get to hear in on our lived experience. Yes. And our lived experience is data for you to process if you want or or if you don't want. But it it is real sisters, real talk. Real talk. Uh-huh. And so I know we, had, again, we had talked about... Uh, Talking about the good white people. Oh yeah, because we have that some, have in we've we've got, got some many good, good white, white people, people in our lives that in our current lives in our past um, experiences yep. all of that, and so I was so gung ho on doing that, mm-hmm. and then I told you in the car. You said I don't want to do that no more. I don't want to do that. I want. I, I, well, we gonna do a little bit of that, but see what had happened was girl. Why you change your mind, girl? Why did I mess around this weekend and watch Gone with the Wind? Gone with the Wind? You know, I'm like, talking about, quite frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Mm-hmm. Gone with the Wind? Is that what, was that the Is line? That, mm-hmm. Frankly, love, my dear, frankly, I don't my give dear, a damn. I don't mm-hmm. give a damn. Yeah, yeah. Clark Gable. Why do you want to torture yourself with that stuff? Well, you know, I like old movies. I know. I mean, that's, that's something that uh, is one of my pastimes I love old movies and, and then I have a you know my hair my hairdresser actually hairdresser friend she is into it too so like we're all into okay so Turner Classic Movie Channel mm-hmm. that's number one and then anything uh anything else that's showing old movies and then we'll we'll text each other oh I watched this one oh I recommend this one and so it's a whole deal and I love it I mm-hmm. love it so gone with the wind I I mean, I'm, what, 61 years old? I've probably seen Gone with the Wind 
30 times in my mm. life. Why? Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen it? Yes. Okay. So but just just a time or two, Duck, not 30. Duck, have you ever seen Gone with the Wind? Yeah, maybe twice. Okay. Okay, so that ought to tell you right there. That was a that was a data collection moment. It's well, 30 times. What the hell? <laughs> you have a point. I don't know. I I tend to watch movies over and over. And for me, the other 29 times that I watched Gone with the Wind, all I saw was a classic love story. Yep. That's the, I was like to me that what I mean and it's classic and it's Charlie. epic. It's epic, okay? And isn't the character's name Charlotte or who? Scarlett. Scarlett. Yeah. Scarlett O'Hara. Scarlett mm-hmm. O'Hara. There we go. Scarlett O'Hara. And Vivian Leigh played the part. And anyway, the other 29 times, I just always walked away from that movie with a warm, fuzzy feeling. And Aww. oh, isn't love grand? Aww. It is awesome. Yes, you racist people. Mm. Well, <laughs> listen, to your point, this 30th time. Yes. I'm like, if this ain't the most ridiculous, ridiculous. racist, oh my God. Piece of and, art. And, and, but, but here's really what made me go, Psh. when I put look at looked at that movie Saturday, and I think about what is happening in this world today, continuing with the black people less than, racism, oppression, all of that. I'm like, wow. Mm -hmm. This is blowing my mind because that, I think that movie was made in 1939. Mm -hmm. And that's the year mommy was born. Mommy was born. Okay. And when I see, number one, the way, of course, the way black people were portrayed, they were slaves. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that was the reality still. Um, but what really struck me was that the sentiment about, and it was all about the Civil War and saving uh, Scarlett O'Hara, saving Tara, you know, their plantation. And then there was, of course, the big love story. But what I never connected before was Gone with the Wind, the the whole title of it mm-hmm. is about that era people loot that the the Confederacy that lost the Civil War were late that movie is about them lamenting mm-hmm. the era past. Yeah, the slavery's gone poof. Slavery's gone poof. Things will never be the same <gasps> dun, dun, dun. because it's gone with the wind. You've got to say I it. had never put that piece together. Girl. Then my extra wokeness, because clearly I've been in a coma mm. on that part of mm. this, specifically with this movie. Give yourself grace. My connection, though, is to today. Yeah. We still, still got there. people lamenting. We're still there. Lamenting that. 
flag. Oh, there's this one scene where they show the flag waving, the Confederate flag waving in the wind, and there's all this violin music and, you know, people looking all sad and everything. I'm like, well, damn, this is 2021. Girl, yeah. And you still got people that feel that way. That's right. So. And their kids. And they don't talk their kids <laughs> they that. They talk their children. And so here's my point. I'm going to bring this full circle. I know, I know in my whole soul and heart that there are still good white people out there because there were good white people in that movie. Miss Melly. Her name was Melanie. Okay. Did you know that? Yes, I remember. Oh, Miss But I'm Me- not trying to associate. I, I mean, even though she was good. Well, listen, she was good for then because here's another thing. The other 29 times I watched that mm-hmm. movie, Miss Melanie was my favorite character because she was so kind. kind. Yes. She was a kind person. But guess what I noticed on the 30th time? What, 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 girl? Miss Melanie was for the Confederacy. Yes, and she's still kind. And she was kind. Yeah, that's what, that's Nancy in accounting. You know? How does that happen? <laughs> I heard some, I heard the dialogue. I heard the same dialogue. Yeah. But my mind processed it, and it processed it in a different way. And that same dialogue, Miss Melanie, the kindest person ever. Still perpetuating, upholding the system. She was the system. upholding the system. Yeah. That, that I was so disappointed. Yeah. I mean, but now you see it. Now it's clear. I mean, and so much is in, in the pop culture Back then, I mean, they didn't know to call it pop culture back then. But when you look at the narratives, you know, what do they say? I mean, they was calling us darkies. Oh, girl, they called. Look, I had to sit up on the couch because, you know, I was all snuggled in Mm -hmm. because it's my favorite movie of all times and everything. And then Scarlett's daddy, Mr. O'Hara, who I liked him, too. Mm. but he told Scarlett was being mean to one of the slaves, and he told her. Now he calls himself reprimanding her. But again, when I listened to the dialogue, his reprimand was, "Now Scarlett, you know you have to be firm with those darkies, but always be kind." Mm-hmm. They still teaching that in households. And he meant it. He meant it he with all he his heart. He thought he was being, he meant it with all his heart. And I love that and character. And bless his heart. And bless his heart. So, in that movie, I always saw good white people. I had my people. I had Miss Melanie. I had Scarlett's daddy. Rhett Butler. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Clark Gable's character, Rhett Butler. Oh, my Godzilla. He was, oh, I was so always, noble. he was always the the guy. He He's the guy. His character is like real talking. He is, um, he was just of, of real world. And what I thought, um, you know, just the, he wasn't taking sides. His thing was all about making money. He didn't have slaves. It wasn't anything. He was making money off the war. With that said, girl, again, my 30th eyes, he's telling Mammy, Jesus' name, Mammy, mm. Mammy, that, that's that petticoat I bought you. I'm like, and the way he 
was very condescending, like he stopped talking to a stupid child. Mm-hmm. And she was acting like... And she was acting like a stupid child. Mm-hmm. And and just the way we're portrayed in all of that. With that said, I'm going to go back to... Those were good white people in my eyes in that movie for all these years. Are there still good white people out there? And can And here's my other thought. After I got done watching the movie, I was like, well, my God. Will white people ever do right by us or by any other? Hmm. That's a deep question. But see, you've got to put it in the context of the times. So Well, let's that, fast forward to this let's, time. Let's fast That's forward. That's what my point. Let's bring okay, let's bring it forward to the times because those white people that you latched on to to being good for twenty nine times of viewing. <laughs> Girl, it took you that long. Mm-hmm. I mean in their it minds, it did. They believed that they were doing right. Mm-hmm. Okay. In your mind, based on the oppression that we have endured and been socialized into, that made you think that they were doing good too. Isn't that something? So when this goes back to talking about socialization and liberation, as we have in other episodes. When you wake up, right, remember when we talked about that cycle and you exit, something happens and then you're, it's like the aha, the breaking point. When you exit, then you see something has, has snapped and then you start to see things differently. That's when you enter liberation. And so you've, through watching Gone with the Wind, that, was, that moment was your moment of liberation where you connected the dots. You know, where you said, wait a minute, what? And, and oh, I, I, okay, ooh. let me, let me, let me run this through a different filter now. That's okay? it. And when I run it through this filter, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. Girl. What do you say? Hold, hold on. on. Wait, wait a minute. minute. Uh-huh. I mean, it was, I mean, I was stunned at me. I was stunned at me, and then I was, I was like, "Oh, oh, girl, yeah, you are new and different," because I all those other times. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew that I didn't like the, you know, the part where there's slavery. I didn't like, you know, having us act like the black people, the slaves, act like buffoons. I didn't like that, but I again, my my eyes were so my filter. My filter, the other 29 times, was about the love story. Right. Just the love story. Yeah. That's all I focused on. Because you connected on an interest that that was a heart-to-heart, and your filter blinded you to the truth. To everything else. So to your question, are there still good white people? The and question, what do they look like and act like now? Well, they have to tell us because they have to recognize their truth. Okay, we see it. We know what it is. It kind of goes back to the lesson we had on being allies and accomplices. Yeah. That's what they look like now. That's that's what they look like now. They're able to watch Gone with the Wind. 
They're able to watch CNN. Mm-hmm. of today's time. They're able to watch the movies or um, Doug, talk to us about going to Vegas and recognizing Black Joy. Remember? I mean, he just came to us unsolicited. I was in Vegas and I, how much Black Joy? You, you right? This yeah. is what I'm talking about, Doug. Yep, yep. That's exactly what I'm talking about. When they're able to see it for themselves, recognize it and find their place um in today's world, all right, in today's, you can't, good white people don't sit back and do nothing. And if we take it to when I talked about the intercultural competence and the continuum mm-hmm. with the denial and the polarization and the minimization and the acceptance and adaptation, I'm sorry I get academic on you, but no. you asked the question. Um, so minimizers, those people that stay in the middle and try to keep the system the same, that's not good anymore. That's not good enough. Not good enough. So when we yeah. talk about the good white people, and it's and it's going to take good people, g- good people. Mm-hmm. But in this anti-racist movement, we have to call it out, good white people, because you're the ones that are benefiting. You're the ones that get to actually opt out if you want to. You get to say whether you want to be in or out. And so good is those that are uh, opted out of the system and are actively, actively um, intentionally working mm-hmm. their new filters to see outside of just themselves. That's good white people. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, so after I, <laughs> after I was, I mean, I really, Gone with the Wind had me messed up. Mm-hmm. Episode 30. I mean, viewing 30. I mean, it had me messed up. And so then that really got me to thinking, man, wow, this is still happening today. And when Mm -hmm. I say this, I mean, white people who think that they're doing right and well and, and have a heart it's st- like you were just saying, it's still not enough Mm-mm. in today's society because guess what? The foundation started getting me thinking about the foundation of whiteness mm-hmm. has been built on, built on oppression. Yes. Of everyone who is non white. That's right. Starting with the indigenous people. Got to oppress them. Got to kill them. Take their land. Then we got to go to the, we got to go to the black people. You got to have slaves. Oppress them. You got to oppress the Mexican people. You just want them to work for you for some damn labor. You got to oppress the Japanese people. Put them in internment camps. You know, then then you got to oppress the Jews. Anybody who is different, that is what whiteness does. That's the history right. of it. Right. And then and then that history still exists now. That the residue, there is residue of that history still, and then there is activeness to continue. To preserve. To preserve. And so when you think about it, A white person in the United States of America, and I'm going to stick to that lane, 
you got a lot of stuff to think about. You got a lot of stuff to really, really digest and reject. And when you think about that, oh, and then I, oh, I'm going to digress a little bit. So then I started watching, you know, you've recommended the Netflix series Pose. Yes. I started watching that. Love me some Pose. Last night. Okay. So then that brings me to the inside world of oppression of our LBGTQ community. That's right. Specifically transgender. Transgender. Mm -hmm. Back to oppression. Anybody that's not white, something wrong with you. Right. And and the actions will be taken against you. And so white people, where's the good white people? Y'all got to be on steroids now. Mm-hmm. Look, look, look what the good white people had to do back in slavery times to get rid of slavery. Look what the good white people had to do, had to contribute to getting getting black people some civil damn rights. Mm-hmm. So y'all got to be on steroids in your goodness now. And I don't even know and and the way the numbers run, when you look at our last election, I don't know that there's more good white people out there than not. I don't know. What that say last, you? That last election was a piece of work because in those numbers, there was black and brown people in them numbers on the other side. So I don't know that I'm folk. I, I hear exactly what you're saying about good white people. And I guess... What I want to offer to good white people for the incent- the incentive to accelerate to their goodness and greatness is to talk to the black and brown non-white people. Because think about this. When you talk about oppression, right, when you talk about oppression and how we've been socialized into this white supremacist culture, our examples— of what is and what's good is just that. So when when we liberate, so say say the white people promote you up and out or, you know, try to help you get a better life, your mindset is only to reproduce the oppression that has been introduced mm. to you. Okay? Mm-hmm. Follow me now. I'm with if, you. You with me? I'm with so you. think about back in plantation days when they put um, the house Negroes and the field Negroes, mm-hmm. right? And so mm-hmm. the house Negroes that had a little more power because they were closer to Massa were the ones that were just the hardest. They were even more hard than Massa was on on, on the slaves. The field. Because mm-hmm. they feel like their rise, you know, to greatness is about reproducing and perpetuating. If mass is doing this and this is greatness, then that's what I need to aspire to versus liberating themselves totally from that paradigm or that system and creating new ways of being. And so I feel like right now when we're talking about where we are in the the anti-racist movement, we have to be impressing upon our children. That's why you always keep hearing me say, and their kids. And the kids. Okay, because when we bust these generations, we've got to bust these generations of whiteness thinking. Um, we've got to teach them how to be liberated and come with love at the center. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, so listeners, let me, let me ask you to sit with that for a minute, just for a minute, because RG and I are talking about are there still good white people? around are there still are you where you at where you at and uh the general question to everyone are you anti-racist we'll be back in a moment 
Hello, this is Eric Hanberg, host of the Channel 253 podcast, Citizen Tacoma, and a proud Alaska Airlines frequent flyer. Everything in our day-to-day life seems to involve more hassle these days. So it feels good that Alaska Airlines is making something easier. Alaska has made air travel virtually touch-free. Here's the rundown. When you check your bags at the airport, you won't have to touch the kiosk to print your bag tags. They'll print when you scan your boarding passes, or you can even print them from home. When you board your flight, they can scan your boarding pass from as much as six feet away. Now, the lawyers want me to say that this might not work if the lighting in the terminal is low or if the print quality of your boarding pass isn't great. But still, kudos to Alaska for trying to keep physical distancing at every point of the trip. And don't forget, you can pre-order your meal from your phone or from your computer. You can even put your card on file in case you decide mid-flight to splurge on a local wine or beer. Get your drink without pulling out your card. Now that's the perfect blend of convenience, safety, and temptation. Those are the thoughtful details that make me choose Alaska Airlines every time I fly domestically. When you're ready to travel, rest easy, because Alaska's got this. Skip the travel sites and visit alaskaair.com to book your next flight. Thank you, Alaska Airlines, for making travel smoother, and thank you for your support of Channel 253. Welcome back, listeners. Melanie here and Audrey. Yeah, girl. So look, look, look. I am really concerned about in 2021, do we have enough good white people to help take this United States of America to the next level of liberation in our racist, in this, our racist roots to, to eliminate that, period, to finally dig up the root of that racist weed and we know historically there's always we're, we're always it's going to take good white people to do that, to believe mm-hmm. that that is ne- to passionately believe that that is necessary, number one, and then to be brave enough, if you will, to join that fight. And I don't know, just like I said earlier, with the way our last election went and the one before that. I don't know that there are enough good white people out there anymore that even care. And and I, what I'm saying is good white people back in the day cared enough to do something. Well, girl, I think the white people confused because they just don't know what it means to be good. Or, you know, how do they say, do they get to say, I'm a good white person? They or don't does get somebody, to say what they friend. Does, well, do we have to say and you're, you're a good, good white person, person. and you're, you're a good, good white person, <laughs> and you're a good white person, and then they are like, oh, oh thank okay. you. <laughs> you know, we just wave the magic wand. <laughs> I know I'm being facetious, but listen. I think, let me let me interrupt you while I still have this thought. Okay. Because you know, girl, I be getting ADD. No, that's you that gets ADD. I just be uh, getting hot flashes and forget. Okay. Um, when, uh, to your point, I don't think, <laughs> I love that example. I don't think we have to anoint them, but how will they know? They will know if they have a friend to ask. Yeah, that that's an indicator. Let's go on back to that 
who's sitting, yeah. who are you sitting around the table who's, with and yeah. who's in your house? And do you even have one? Yeah. One. Do you even have, if you are white in the United States of America, ask yourself a simple question. Yeah. Do you have one friend of color? And let us be very clear. Not somebody you know a color at your job or somewhere in passing at the gym. One friend yeah. of color. And I'm going to go black because right okay. now this is the this is the this is the 911. Do you have one black friend of color? And that means you ain't got to go over to their house every day and talk to them every day, but somebody who is black in your life that you can call and say, "You know what? I'm going to need to ask you a question." Okay, can I insert somebody ahead, girl, that insert. somebody that's black and deeply rooted in black culture? Mm, mm. Okay, we have to put a caveat there because why you put that caveat, girl? What happened? Well, girl, you know, like I know Candace, why, Owens, oh well, and I brought her you. name up. Thank you. You know, Candace and people like yes. that. That that yes. um, dim, that's, yeah, dim. Damn. You know, we call they widen their mind and stuff. And I mean, they're they are in black skin, mm-hmm. but in denial of cult of culture. So, in um, girl, they still s- back and gone with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I'm gonna say Except they ain't gone. They stayed with the wind. <laughs> when, when you look at say the intercultural development continuum, and we talk about the folks that are in polarization. Mm-hmm. Okay, polarization comes in two forms: either in defense or reversal. The people in reversal are the ones that put all their stock in the mindsets. Uh, you know, they of the dominant culture. Yes. They yes. live in the dominant culture. Only the dominant, even though they black, even though they brown, you know, they Mexican or they can come from the oppressed culture, but you, in their mind, they are most favorable to, to the, the dominant, dominant culture. culture. It's like, it's like the, in back in the slavery days, it's the house nigga uh, run a massive, massive. <laughs> <laughs> Jojo about to run. Massa Jojo running away tonight. Where they go and tell her. I mean, we're laughing, but that's the mentality. So, yeah. Yeah. Candace, baby. Yeah, I'm so glad that you you did put that caveat in there. Yeah, we have to put that caveat in there. Otherwise, you're going to be in determining whether you're good white people. You've got to have someone that is brutally honest with you and challenge your your thinking. If that— As you said, rooted—so, yes, let me state that question a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. Do you have a black friend rooted—who is rooted in black culture? Yes. That you can call and ask a question. Or a non-white friend that is rooted in their own in their own culture, culture. rooted mm-hmm. deeply, very proud of it, and you know, stand strong in it. That will challenge your um, your thinking because the the same system quote that we are equally entitled to as Americans just for some reason don't equally apply to everyone. So you need and hold on, and, and when we're talking about deeply rooted in black culture. Every culture has shared experiences. That's how mm-hmm. you determine your culture. Mm-hmm. They have shared languages, shared experiences. So black people know we could go all oh. over the world. You hear me? Like, let me just tell you about my experience in Jackson, Mississippi, which, by the way, I have to give a shout out to Mississippians 
because even myself, you know, when I told people, I'm going to Mississippi, and they go, why? Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> what's in Mississippi? You know, I was the first one. I was like, what in the whole wide world are you and, going to Mississippi for? And people have this thought about it being backwards and country and racist. Yes. And, mm-hmm. you know, so why mm-hmm. would you want to go there? Mm-hmm. And I found my experience to be extremely uplifting and welcoming and warm and I was able to immerse in black culture, and and this is what I mean when we talk about culture. I just looked up in the way, okay, I'm going to go, part of black culture is Chicago stepping, right? Or cha-cha in some Mm -hmm. form of dancing, bopping. And so I looked up a place where they had Chicago stepping lessons. And I went there and was received just like I was right down the street here. And well, I'm, you know, not, doing... I'm not surprised about that. Here go my question, though. What? Did you meet some good white people in Jackson, Mississippi? Girl, I didn't meet no white people in Jackson, <laughs> Mississippi. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Andy, the manager at the Iron Horse restaurant, okay, was a good white man. And let me tell you why. why. I felt his spirit mm-hmm. right when I came. This is this is how I say he's good people. Because you know I I don't eat meat anymore. Yes. And um, oh, girl, did you go in there with all them plant based? I need this. Okay, do wait. You have the, oh, go ahead. Well, I'm first of all, I'm, I'm sharing <laughs> back going back to the episode that we did dating over fifty. <laughs> all right, I did have a date. While I was there, I didn't what? tell you because I knew that you was going to go <gasps> sideways with that. But I had typed in the at blackpeoplemeet.com. I typed in the 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 zip code for ja- actually if you if you want me to be tro- totally transparent, I said, what is the wealthiest zip code in Jackson, Mississippi? And I came up with, I think it's 39201 or something like that. Whatever it was, I typed it in, Black People Meet. And then there were options. Okay. And so then I just started sending out little emails to say, hi, well, I'm going to be in town. Well, go back to Andy, girl, because I'm going okay, to me, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm, I'm gonna get, I'm going to go left turn on okay, this but, black people's meet date okay, in Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, but you got to let me tell the story. Doug's got to tell it Wait a minute. You, how long were you in Mississippi? Ten days. And while you were in Mississippi, you... I went on a date. You went on a date. Okay. I just want to get I the did. time. Thank I just you, want to get the time frame I went right. on a date. Point exactly. But you have to understand, I went on a date. <laughs> Felicia came, and she sat at the bar while I went... Okay, anyway, all the safety protocols were there. You all quit it. My point is <laughs> that <laughs> Andy <laughs> turned out to be good white people because... Um, when it was time to order, I got there a little early. You know how I do. I always get there early just in case so I can see the people and call you for help if necessary. But Felicia was there instead of you. And so, anyway, I talked about all my needs for food mm-hmm. before the person got there so that I didn't have to awkwardly say, what's in this and what's in that and da-da-da-da. So Andy and I worked out everything so that by the time the person arrived, the date, then I had a friend. And when the waitress came to ask for my um, order, I said, um, you should probably just talk to Andy. He can work it all out. Mm -hmm. And she said, oh, you know, and then my date was like, oh, you know, the matter. And then Andy came over. Oh, he did. He did. He was like, Miss Cunningham is everything all right. He remembered my name. Mm -hmm. Okay. He was very 
very attentive to my needs. In my mind, that is not who I had in mind for white people in Mississippi. In, in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't have that yeah. in my mind. So paradigms or, or expectations broken. I'm still, what was that? Mississippi Burning, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that movie. Ain't nothing good ever happened The sheriffs with the if fat belly. the hype and, uh, or yeah. the, what, what history has shown us. Well, that this is important for me to say all of this because we are guided by these stereotypes that we um, have Well, we are guided by fact, first of all. Socializing. Mississippi is has n- the roots of Mississippi and yeah. what happens to black people in Mississippi the history and the facts has never been good. Okay, but just like gone with, with the wind. Under, exactly. I was going to bring it back around to okay. that. Just like gone with I'm not negating your experience. Don't get funky with me cuz I want to ask you some questions <laughs> about you going on blackpeoplemeet.com and what happened to this dude anyway. Okay, no. It wasn't even worth a second date. Done, over with. Okay. It was lunch. Anyway. Yeah. But to your it's point, not a, to not your a connection. point, though, you're right. Um, we <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Lord. I've gotten into a science now. It's like you don't even mess around. It wasn't a connection. Okay. But lunch was pleasant. But to your point, um, historically, uh, to I'm going to make my point. Historically, I, I think I had a concern about Mississippi. Yes. Because historically, nothing good has ever happened to black people in Mississippi this back in the true. day. The roots of Mississippi and black people were not good. That's true. Now. It's different thank now. Thank you for bringing us up to date yes. on Mississippi now and knowing that there is at least one good white person in Mississippi. I was getting ready to say N equals one. Okay. I only had one Andy, white man look, the whole look, time I was there. Look, you have introduced me <laughs> to one more, one white person that I didn't know was good in Mississippi because yes. before that it was at zero. Yeah, I and got not, you. Either for my historical thoughts as well as me never ever being there and experiencing it myself. So thank you. I mm-hmm. think that's good. Now, you said something a little while back before I digressed on the dating because that just threw me all off. Yeah, and, I knew. I didn't you know, tell I'll come you. back to that when we get in the car. Uh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I kept it to myself. You know, I love my sister and I know my sister, so I just... Blurted oh, girl, it out you here know, on girl, my... you know we're going to talk about it. You know we're going to talk about it. Doug, I'll let you know the details. Um, but anyway... Help, help. One of the things that you said is that we here, as black people, we have, we are still not, because of this racist system and, and the, the, uh, there is the the greater whole of the white people are the majority and they are the majority in the sense of that's the culture that people adapt to and whatever. And that we don't always, and not just black people, but other, anyone other than black is not always afforded the, you know, same rights and respect that the white culture is. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give an example. This, you know, the Olympics are coming up. Mm. And there's been two things that's happened in the news, and I'll give you my perspective on both. One is with a young black lady. I think her name is Shakira, the mm. 100-yard dash. Poor baby. Poor she done smoked some damn weed and, you know. Yeah, and, her mama died. And mama she died and all of that. And none of that matters. Yeah. None of that matters to anybody. And I'm going to tell you something. I could, I can go, okay, so when 
Let me go on when 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 white boys Ryan Lochte and and uh, what's the other one's name when they went over there to their Olympics lying about that the people had robbed them. And oh, stuff. I remember look it that. Up, look it up. They got grace. They got well, grace. Home girl don't get grace. Shakira, but that's okay. Cause I always put it at okay, girl, you did it. Come and that's on. where she you put, put it at. And that's where she put it she at too. She put it right there. But here's She's like okay. Here's the one where I have a problem. Well, I have a problem, and it. I think that it outlines. Come on, where's the good white people at? Where's the people? Where Where are you at? Where Why can't you see that? Why can't you see that this? There's no problem. Why? There's no problem with this. The sister girl that um, she was in a track and field event. I can't remember which one, but she won. She got to the podium. And then she turned her back mm-hmm. when they played the national anthem mm-hmm. and raised the flag. Mm-hmm. And Lord in the whole have mercy, there is so much drama, mm. trauma, and talk about that. She shouldn't be there. It is a privilege. Mm. It is a privilege to wreck and her choice. It is a privilege to rec, um, to represent the United States of America, and and that is disgracing and whatever. Okay, newsflash, white people. Mm. Let's just just go. Mm-hmm. Do you not understand that the flag, the That's Star racist. Spangled Banner, racist. Pledge of Allegiance, racist. Well, I'm not even gonna go there. Let me finish my newsflash. All right, white people, do you not understand that it does not mean the same people, the same thing to black people as it does to you? Mm. Well, we got to pledge of allegiance for and allegiance to what slavery <laughs> oppression yeah. are you kidding me star spangled banner yeah the land of the free mm. come on now and didn't, didn't that is a hypocritical to our experience in this world so if you gonna be a good white person that's the kind of stuff you need to understand. You need to go, oh, dog, never thought of it that way. Yep. Or maybe you have thought of it that way and you get it. But oh. guess what? That just really got on my last nerve. And when you say that, it just makes me brings up the image of the white people beating the police officers well, with the American flag girl. Okay, in the insurrection. So let's keep this freaking Real. Let's keep it real. Okay. Let's keep Let's it old. Let's keep it real. Okay, I'm going to take that. And how about this? What? So white people have spent all this time oppressing everybody else. Everybody else. Everybody that's not white. That's who they oppress. Then they got to pick on religions. Then they got to pick on sexual preferences. You know, first it's the you know, color of your skin, and then it's the, you know— Oh, yeah, uh, Asian people, black, uh, Japanese people, all of that. I done went through that. Now, because there's more talk and awareness and there is more um, resistance from others, black people and others, saying, uh-uh, stop the madness. No. We denounce you. We denounce mm-hmm. that oppression. We shall not be repressed. Now— that whole flag thing, the whole thing with the, um, at the, um, the insurrection, the insurrection, girl, this is the only thing that is bringing me hope. And I know this sounds weird. Of course, I'm not condoning violence. But when you start seeing white on white crime, Ooh. you know the change is coming. Because now, 
who you gonna press? Yeah. But I because Black, Brown, and others are saying, I, 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 I. we still fighting, no, and the, we will fight. The tactic becomes, but it's white that, on white crime now, and I'm using that phrase purposefully. Yeah, with quotes. You know. the um, but the tactic is now to deny that it happened. Well, guess what okay. though, we can loop. We can let's just loop back deny, around. You're deny. right. You're right. Mm-hmm. But the cat's out the bag. Yes. Others, Black, yes. Brown, and others, we're saying no, and. There's hope. My only thing is that there. I'm hoping that there is an, enough good white people out there to join the others in oppression. And if you're uh, repressing oppression and saying no, rejecting it. Even if there aren't, though, I still think that it's going to happen. Some going to go down. But when you start seeing white on white crime like that at the Capitol mm-hmm. and the white on white crime is liberal versus conservative. Mm-hmm. That's the narrative right now. Well, let me tell you where my, where my hope is. For this summer, I'm teaching a a, a career exploration course at PLU mm-hmm. for um, the Metropolitan Development Council in their Upward Bound program, and we get to to expose the students to the intercultural development inventory. Now, these are young people, and so this this is where our hope is mm-hmm. because. We're dealing with the 15 and 16-year-olds, and uh, in surveying them these last couple of class periods and and talking to them about intercultural competence and where do they get their knowledge, they're like, we don't talk—nobody has talked to us about mm. this before. We don't talk about it in, in this way, without the emotion, without the yelling, without— Grandpa Ed, you know, saying the N-word and without, you know, they see their families and their social circles in the rawest form. But now in a classroom structure where you're actually talking to them about it, they are fascinated. Oh, really? And the conversations that I've been having with the students has been so uplifting. Honey, this generation ain't standing for it. You hear me? And just imagine if, if at 15 years old... You're able to understand, you know, at 15 years old, someone is saying, okay, this is where, this is where you think you are in your journey to intercultural competence. And let's define that. Let's talk about what that is. This is where you think you are. With all of your understanding of what you think it is, this is where you place yourself, your perceived orientation, which in actuality is your aspiration, where you want to be, where mm-hmm. you think you are. Mm-hmm. And then this is where you really are. Mm-hmm. Okay, Because that's, right? that's what it measures. Because that's what it measures. And when students, I mean, they, <laughs> they've seen themselves where they put themselves in acceptance which is way up there. You know, I'm tolerant. I, you know, I Except love everybody. everybody. I, can, I can adapt. Everybody's equal. And then they actually, um, their score is way back in polarization. Oh, dear. Okay, but think about it now. But getting they them early. Are, but they're like, why would they be in polarization? If they've only lived like 14 or 15 they years mama, on they this daddy, they earth. Crazy exactly. Grandma. And when they I'm see... I'm not going to go along with the rest when, of it. <laughs> when they were seeing these scores and I would say to them, um, so so how did you feel when you saw this, right? Because it's a lead up to it. And how did you feel when you saw this? And I get some answers like shocked, you know, because I see this so far ahead and I'm loving and I'm kind. And then I see this in the back and it's like, see, 
You've got definitions. Mm-hmm. You've got a way. This is a framework that you can understand how this system works. And now you've got all this time in front of you Freedom. to intentionally mm-hmm. work on yes. busting up this system. That's what we're doing. Okay, that's why the the people in the um, girl, you government, yeah, I don't nobody say critical nothing. Ra- girl, critical, race critical race theory. theory. Am I doing critical race? Girl, girl no. Come get you, girl. And that is the misnomer too. You don't walk up and say, "I'm teaching you critical race I theory." Know. You know, it's so. There's dumb. always got to be a spin, though. Dear God, I'm for- teaching you critical race theory, and that is so wrong. God it's, forbid. No, I'm teaching you life skills. I'm, I'm teaching you life skills. I'm teaching you fact. I'm teaching you fact so you can grow mm-hmm. up and understand the system that you're living in and have a framework on how to process it so that the people that are trying to keep information from you, they're not going to keep you dumb. You're going to continue to empower yourself. And that's anybody. Good white people, it's the ones that want to learn. It's the ones that are understanding the system that that we're living in right now, and they're actively saying, I choose not to be in it. Mm-hmm. It's the good people in general. Yeah. Good That's human what it boils down beings, to, talking it out. Good people. We're going to talk it out. Mm-hmm. We're going to love it out. Mm-hmm. Because in the middle of everything is love. Yes. That is what's going to get us to um, our next level. Ooh, girl, I got a hot flash Well, girl, I mean, you should, but though, no, you were speaking some real truth, and, uh. and we needed to hear that. And and in, in the, I love the thought of getting the kids when they're, you know, having them have the revelation, their, the revelation in an educational structure yep. Yep. and at an age where they can catch it, it early. Yep. And that is the biggest deal. I also agree that after talking this through, that good white people is just good people. Yeah. Period. End of sentence. I'm still concerned. I'm still concerned. Still concerned. Are there enough good people out there? And I'm going to go back to good white people because white is what perpetuates. It's the system that we're trying to disrupt. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So white is necessary to talk about. Yeah. Whether you opt in or out is different individually per white person. But that's why I keep saying white. Well, good white people have opted out. They have opted out. I mean, they're answering. That's one criteria. Are you anti-racist? Yes, I am. With no hesitation. With no hesitation, with no blinking Good white people, you don't debate when someone else is talking to you about, someone of color is talking about their experience. You Mm -mm. don't debate it. Mm -mm. You want to know. You want to know. Or you already know because you got somebody of other Mm -hmm. in your life already. Yeah, and you In some form or fashion. You have somebody of other who is culturally uh, rooted. (laughs) Yeah. But there's a healthy dose of humility that has to be had, okay? Because they're going to be, there's going to be um, mistakes if you've not not been in on this journey long, or you're just stepping into it. Yeah, you might mess some stuff up. You might say the wrong thing, okay? But you're not going to get your panties all bent out of shape, or mm-hmm. I don't know what the the male or 
metaphor would be when I say don't get your panties in a bunch, get your boxers in a bunch You're not going to get emotionally Yeah, wounded. don't get all emotionally Come on now. It's not even that. Tied up into it because now you just made it about you. Mm-hmm. And, and what this movement needs, it's about us. It's about we. And so if you lack understanding in different areas— then your journey is about gaining understanding. So you ask for help. You put yourself into situations that are intentional where you're going to stretch and be uncomfortable and learn new skills. I so appreciate, I'm just going to say this, in my heart, George Floyd did not die in vain for me because his defense, you know, his defense team brought it home. Believe your eyes. Mm -hmm. I will not forget that. Believe your eyes, listeners, on what is happening. Don't be trying to make excuses for this, that, and another. Believe your eyes and your heart. And then the humility part shows up in terms of how you act. That's good. You don't make it about yourself. We're making about the collective community. What say you, sis? And since you mentioned... um George Floyd, I have to say this because this was absolutely appalling to me. And we got the mic, so I got to say it out loud. The sentencing. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Derek Chauvin. Yes. The, the murderer, the police who murdered uh, George Floyd. Yep. The sentencing. We And I showed you that. I taped it. Mm-hmm. A... I was appalled and stunned at his mother's statement. Ooh, girl, yeah, you called okay. me about that. Say why. Let me say why. Let me say why. On a human level, I understand a mother. Mothers instinctually protect their cubs, if you will. Yep, that's real. I get that. On a human level, I get it. I get it. With that said, when you believe your eyes mm-hmm. and your baby, I'm going to call him a baby because this is I think this is where she may have been coming from. Your baby has done wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to put that in general. Just done wrong. He done murdered somebody, but I'm just going to say your baby in trouble. Mm-hmm. And you seen it. Nobody had to relay this to you by word. You you saw You've what your baby it. did. Uh-huh. And you, your whole time in your statement, even as his mother, knowing your child did wrong, is going to be about what a good boy your baby is, how you and your family, you as a mother, won't be able to see him anymore and he won't be able to see you guys. And lady, you had no words for George Floyd's mother or his family. You spent all your time talking about you and your murdering son. Mel, that hurt me so bad. When I said hurt, because I didn't, I it, it really clicked in she, the level of caucasity that she oh, was girl, in. that was it. Because we both said, now we know for sure that our mother loves us with every breath in her body. That's right. We know that. She has shown us that all her life. 
And we know that our mother would, if we ever did some mess like that, girl, our mother would never, ever get up there and and try to defend what we did and be so callous as not to even think about or say anything to the other family. That right there, that's not good white people. Mm -mm. That was caucasity supreme. On a closing note, I'm just going to say, I think, thank you for, um, you know, talking me through Gone with the Wind and helping me understand that, you know, what good white people look like now. And I think you gave me some hope that there's still some out there. Yeah, girl, because we out there working on the babies, Mm -hmm. you know, and just in closing for our 253 audience, um, just want to know that Manny Ellis is still on our mind. Yes. And I haven't heard anything. We Have haven't heard, heard anything. Any I'm not su- no updates. I'm not surprised, though. Because I mean, the last we, we the- heard, they said they need this was the meticulous this, phase. Absolutely. So they, they've been charged. Yeah. And so now it's time. They're going, they're making they, the attorney general's office, making sure that they got all, all their ducks all in a the row. All ducks in a row. Before, and we, yeah. we, okay. Okay. Yep. We gonna believe you. Yep. We gonna yep. believe you. Yep. We gonna let we them still roll. looking and watching though. Yep. Okay. We just gotta let them know we doing that. And then the last thing before we go, what you gonna say, girl? You see Bruce? You heard girl, from Bruce? Oh wait a minute. Uh, I ain't heard from Bruce, girl. I ain't seen him. You know we ain't never gonna We're hear from Bruce. We're still looking for Bruce Dahmeyer. But let's let me Pierce say that County executive. Yeah, girl. Bruce ain't gone. And I just checked on the website. It doesn't look like his cabinet has changed. So it's still they white still people white. up there. Yeah, girl. We you, now, you know Bruce ain't gonna call us. Come I on know, now, Bruce. But come Bruce, on now, call us. us. We're still open. But here go my last last okay, thing. Okay, last last thing. Girl, it. it. <laughs> <laughs> Ed. Girl, what is it? Is it still our Pierce County Ed Sheriff? Is still the Sheriff. Doug, do you, have you heard anything new on Ed? No. No, Ed no. is still the Sheriff, but I have seen, have you seen the signs? Girl, I was getting ready to say, okay, Pierce County, we yes, see you. You are you understand? On point. I mean, I have seen more and more and more resign Ed signs. It is just, and every time I will honk or I will laugh, uh-huh. chuckle to myself. But anyway, yeah. Yeah, so, Ed, come on now. Just, we just, love our 253 and we ain't yeah. letting y'all go. We we will we will stay on top of that. Yeah, and Bruce, call us because we really Bruce. got, we got a lot to talk about if Ed, you want to. call us too. You might need Ed, a friend, phone a friend. Yeah. We might be able to, we can't help you out of all the ugly you did, but you know, we could help you have a life revelation. We got a listening ear. Yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. 253, we love you. Love you, 253. Drop the mic. Boom. Thank you for listening to What Say You. If you have conversation ideas or want to follow up on what you heard, please contact Melanie by email at melanie at missmelanie.com. M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E at M-I-S-S-M-E-L-A-N-N-I-E. Channel 253 is a member-supported podcast network. I'm producer Doug Mackey, and I'm asking you to become a member and show your support. Go to channel253.com slash membership to join. Thank you. The What Say You podcast is part of the Channel 253 network. Check out our other shows, Nerd Farmer, Interchangeable White Ladies, Citizen Tacoma, Crossing Division, Flounder's B-Team, and We Art Tacoma. This is Channel 253.